Hello, folks. This is Rico Rocks, your main host of Social Symbolism. Today's episode is Social Symbolism, episode 71. It's going to be the first episode called Social Symbolism. My podcast before it was Social Suicide decided to go with a change. So this is going to be a switch over. So I'm just switching the name from Social Suicide to Social Symbolism, folks. So welcome to Social Symbolism, episode 71. Include with our homie Big Chief Thunderlung. My first episode with him, my first official Big Chief Thunderlung episode. We talk about aliens at the end, we go into theories of, and then I read on the internet about some eye stuff on how eyes flip upside down. Great talk with our fascinating, entertaining friend Big Chief Thunderlung on here on Podbean, the podcast Social Symbolism, available everywhere, Spotify, everywhere. Thank you. And enjoy the show, folks. Big Chief Thunderlong, tonight, that guy already did the intro. Hello, Big Chief Thunderlong, my my unidentified flying. Hey, real quick, real quick. uh, I haven't been able to talk to you, and this is the only place I can. Have you heard from uh, Mr. Wilson? No, not in some time. Nobody has. All his social medias has been dark. His phone number has been disconnected. Do you, do you have any other way to get in touch with him? I do have. A, I do have one way. I'll have to. I'll have to rendezvous with you and reconvene and, and tell you what I what I was able to dig up because I know the one person who can get you know who can get a hold of him. So I have to get in contact with her. Okay, her name isn't Mia, right? No. Her name is right. Can't Sleep One Two Three. All right. Yeah, it's my old my. my yeah, we gotta try to we gotta try to connect on Instagram or something so I uh, can talk to you about some other things. Yeah. Well, actually, like I just said, if you haven't noticed, we can direct the attention to the show title today it is Rico Rocks is back. So today is my official day, my official day back to social media. So now I can. If you would ask me yesterday, I, I wouldn't have been able to. But today, starting today, after two months off. I am returning to the internet. Good. Yes. Even Dude Sean said, you know, the only shows I like to visit Big Chief is yours, Dude Man Show, and Rico Rocks. And Rico hasn't been around in a while. I hope he's doing all right. Oh, man. And I, we got some new music, too. As soon as I get home, I could I could play a new song, a fresh new Dude Sean song, fresh out of the studio last night. Yeah? Yeah. Me and Dude Sean, I, I, I returned, but today, like I said, I just got a new cell phone today. So now it's my official return because I now I can get Instagram again. I can get Discord if I want. Now I can actually get back in the studio because before for the last two months I haven't had a good device, no good cell phone or anything. So when you say studio, just back having free time to do it yourself? Oh no, like back in the the actual studio, like uh, with a device that be able to. Uh, I use. I'm a music producer. No shit. Yeah, My yeah. son just dropped his new album. He's 14. He just made some new music himself. Nice. I don't drop albums, but I have hella songs. I uh, like that one that I found you drunk as fuck on YouTube, bro. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, but see, I see that's not production. That's just more of a video. But, yeah, no, I actually get in the studio. I use uh, BandLab. I don't know if you're familiar with BandLab. Yeah, that's what my son uses. He uses it on his phone. Yeah, exactly. So that's I did. Now I can get back to creating more songs and get in there. Yeah, it's a 
I have a song right here I was listening to earlier. I was is I listened to it like five times earlier. It's one of my. It's a. It's one of. I like it. It's, it's a song I, I did about a year ago. Hey, big chief, big chief. I I, I wanted to t- tell you real quick. I was I was on your show the other day, and you, it was it was crazy, man. It was it was quite entertaining, but you were you had your your live stream going, and you were in smoking with somebody. You're smoking some with somebody, and you're in a car. You're listening to this, uh, like some questionable music, but then some really good music. I was like, whoa! I was like, first I was questioning. I was like, what kind of? But then you played really good music. I was like, oh man, he made a comeback. And uh, you guys were smoking, and then you guys were like, yeah, you got. And you're like, you smoke twice as much as me. You told that other guy, you're like, you smoke way more than I do. It was so funny. And then you're like, I gotta go. You're like, I gotta go. And then you tell him, oh, I stopped talking to a lot of people you introduced me to. And I was like, oh my god. It was quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is my wife's cousin, and I'm trying to help him out get on the right path uh, with some other bad drugs and the crowd that comes with it. Exactly. Yeah, no, the crowd that comes with it is a big part of it, too. Yeah, you got to be careful, man. I See, me, I'm off the drugs. I'm, I haven't done hard drugs in two months, but guess what? I had to move state. I had to get all, I had to completely remove myself to get to, to change, which is. Yeah. It's hard to do search for some people. They're not willing to do it. But, uh, yes, I think, I think it's be- it's easier to move and change than to stay in your same environment and change. Yeah, sometimes you got it, and you're, you're able to do it. I mean, you, yeah, I can move. Yeah, you are a fucking survivor, man. Yeah, I know. If I don't move, I I could like so like your your sister's cousin or your wife's cousin. I bet you that person could move. I bet you, but like, would you say that they would? They're not as as adapt to move as easily. Not as you know, not at all. But he, yeah, he's 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 easy to move and uh, has lost everything many times. Okay, yeah, see, I don't know him too much. I'm just yeah, but but yeah, not as me. And it's not to to say it's bragging rights, but it is it is a it is a quite a powerful mechanism. Think about it. Think about aliens. Think about UFOs. The con- the theory of a jumping planet when shit gets bad. Like that is the story of all this time. Like the Earth yeah, started, no, the no, Earth no. just started expiring. Okay, what do you do? Do we die with Earth, or do we go? Do we find a different home? What if Earth- Earthlings aren't? This isn't even our original planet. Yeah, right. It's what definitely, if, I don't think it is. What if know, we're just? A, yeah, I mean, we were born here, so it's mine and your planet. But I'm talking about the the, the Homo sapien race the, from ancient times. What if we? Hitched a ride. It's kind of obvious. I mean, I got, I'm white, I'm Caucasian, and I got blue eyes. So I'm very sensitive to the light. Uh oh. And my eyes, and man. Like what is that? What are you trying to so say with that? What I'm trying to say is that, uh, 
it doesn't make sense that I'm on a planet when the sun is so harmful to me. And, uh, so you're from a dark planet, you think? You think you're from, a, like, a planet? Or or maybe that you, you or yeah, or it could be that, or maybe you you came from a planet where the, the conditions on the surface were so fucked up that they went underground for generations to until they could escape, and then eventually they figured out a way. So maybe that just like generations, maybe two thousand years of generations being born underground made them pale. Or they spent so much time in space because it's so dark. Oh, or space, or space. But I would say in space, in theory, I would say that you could still catch some UV rays. Whereas underground, you're definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in space, if you used to have cosmic, you still can possibly see light, even though you're not on planet. Or underground, you, that's where I would, you're guaranteed to be pale. Uh, right? You're guaranteed, guaranteed. So, uh, underground races and stuff like that. Huh. Check this out. What about this? I just thought about this, and I never really think about this. But just now, I'm going to just say a theory. So... We picture sea levels rising and falling 400, 500 feet. That seems to us like, whoa, that is a lot in the 10,000-year period, 400, 500 feet rise and fall. Now, picture this. Picture this, Big Chief Fenderlong. Try this one off for size. Imagine a sea raising level all the way up to the sky. And then, yeah, the water rising all the way to space. And then what becomes then? Where are the islands of that? Like, oh, like we're completely submerged. Earth is, com- but what if there's another islands form in space? Then, well, yeah, that's a trippy thought. Like, what if water rises all the way to the heavens? Yeah, that is pretty trippy. I mean, I've I've thought about a possibility that that's what would happen if uh, all the ice at the Greenland and. South Pole melted, that eventually there wouldn't be much left on the Earth but a water planet. Can you imagine the atmosphere and wa- the ocean and the, the stratosphere like meeting? Like the water actually touching the stratosphere and like kissing the, at- the at- like outer rim, if you believe in that? Like just touching the fucking, like the, this touching space and it just merges into one? Like it becomes like some sort of watery planet? We were kind of talking about that the other day, the raccoon, because how cold it is in space that even oxygen would freeze and turn into ice. Being sky ice is oxygen kind of Antarctic. That's why when it melts, there's nothing there left. It just like evaporates. Yeah, but no, but this was my thought. This is my thought, though. Let me now, let me add another, let me just take it one layer into the imagination deeper, okay? Now that we've really solidified where we're at with this imagination, let's imagine this now. With this, what we just imagined, imagine the water rising all the way up to the freaking 50,000, 100,000 feet up. And then we swim up. Instead of flying up, we swim up to space. What happens then? Then maybe you'd be able to... Pop up on the fly. other side? <laughs> You'd have to learn how to fly, wouldn't we? Dude, we just be fucking like, shit, don't go up, don't go, like, like, stay on this, don't go, like, go as close as you want, but don't pop your head up, because you're fucking, you get sucked out of the water, just, <laughs> That would be pretty crazy, man. You got a, you got a quite an imagination, man. You can write books, stories, or something. <laughs> 
I was just thinking about that because if, if we're earthbound, huh, sure, we, like, but right now, but what if all of a sudden there was a rise in water all the way to where we could just float up? Because, yeah, like, if we built a vessel, we would float. Like, if the water was rising gradually, even if it was a foot a minute, and we're like, oh, shit, the water, we're in the flood. Like, we could just get on a boat, and we'd rise up with it. We wouldn't be submerged yeah, unless it caught us off guard and happened in a flash I, moment. I mean, it'd be lots of different submarines, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, submarines, and then the boats on top. But then you'd have to, like, it'd, you'd want to have, like, a, a, a boat that's, like, you wouldn't want to spend all the time on deck because you'd be so high up that when, if you never you get on top of the deck, because imagine now the water is 50,000 feet higher than sea level right now. So, like, as soon as you pop up onto the starboard and seaboard and, and whatever the names of those are, poop deck, awesome, bam, you get fucking just, like, whatever the, the – it's just, like, super extreme conditions. Did you see the poop deck? The poop deck. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> The poop deck. Guys, I don't know. I know that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. The poop deck. I think it's where they poop. I bet. I'm just kidding. It's the shittiest deck of all. It's probably the lower decks. Now, my mind is imagining that though. What 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 becomes of what becomes of the traveling? Like, I bet you. I wonder how that would affect space travel if there was no land to launch off of. That would, explain, yeah. that would explain how, you know how they see those those UAPs going in and out of the ocean? What if they've, that, whatever is that is, is a, some sort of tech that has developed to what I'm speaking about, that, that underwater launch. That underwater I launch. You've got imagination. I hope you never lose that, dude. Dude, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what the hell is going on. It makes you wonder, man, what's in the water? Water, what's in the drinking water? I think there's uh, underwater bases of some race that live under there. That's not necessarily like an Atlantic, Atlantean, but... More like an ancient, like squid people kind of deal? You never know. I mean, there's so many, when you say aliens, it's broad range of like uh, cultures could be from different places and yes you've heard of the necker comic con haven't you yeah the book necker comic con is a it's a storybook it's a novel it's about a kahulu 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 i believe it's about a race of underwater like pretty much immortals and they could take over humans like they could come on a dry land and like brain control humans like and, like but really be like, it was crazy and like they're super rich apparently it's the super rich because that's how they've developed their wealth is through the time for not aging I do believe in that I very much believe in something going on with I know your expertise may not be in the, the super elite I don't know how you feel about the, the Discussions on the super rich, but I think they're fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, privilege to have the best uh, technology. Oh my, you gotta think. You gotta think. If civilization, if human is, you know, it's twenty thousand years old. Like, let's say we've been technological for twenty thousand years. That's what they say. They find they found ancient buildings after twenty thousand years of human proof of civilization. They used to think six, seven, now they're thinking 20. 
of solid evidence of human of human ingenuity. So let's say twenty thousand. That is a lot of generations of people, man. That to me is so like holy crap. We got a hundred years, and you're telling me twenty thousand years? That's two hundred lifetimes, if my math is correct. Two hundred times a hundred. Is that twenty thousand? I think it is. And that's two hundred lifetimes, man. It's it's it, and for some families to have continued to archive things through history, I find something so fascinating. Right. It is, and, and we still repeat history and make the same mistakes that we made. I think there's, it, it's the ability to pass on knowledge and stories and secrets and whatever you can fill in the so many blanks there to just to and then be connected. I feel like there's a connection. Like for anybody who's still connected, that's, that's such a such a thing. Like me, I'm not. I was see in the place I was born in society. I, I'm a. This is my first. Like I, I am as peasant as peasants can be. I have no. I don't know who my who my. I don't know shit about my family tree. I don't know shit about history. I don't know shit. I'm just fucking. I was just born into this like a new like a without that family structure without that that. You think about it, though. There's people that you've seen in your life that are simpler and not quite smart, and they don't know how to get figure out how to. They die in your situation. That you, some of the things you've experienced. So this, I don't think this is your first incarnation on it. Incarnation, but I mean, but at least first, a couple times. As far as like a privilege goes, like I, I wasn't privy to any of my previous family's crests or knowledge or lore. So that's what I mean. Whereas, like, so let's say you're a guy who has like a family lore all the way, like, tracing back six thousand years. Like that is a different human. That's a yeah. different guy than the guy who's just like, what is going on here? Like, just trying to figure it out by himself. So, I think there's something tricky to the the super rich and the families that have connections all the way for thousands of years without losing connection. I think it's you could do a lot with that, man. It, could, it takes a long time. Yeah. They figured out how to dumb us down. They know how to get rich, and we learn from them. They have like a Japanese dynasty type thing. You know what I mean? The family stays together. It's a family. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. It is definitely a dynasty. A dynasty is an empire. I like to, I like to think of America as an empire now. That's I've developed that 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 lens. Although I am a part, I'm a a peasant citizen in the in loyal to my empire. Not completely loyal, not so loyal, but but physically surface level loyal to the United States. Like God bless America, or at least I know I'm free. Like I'm aware that I have a red, white, and blue flag in my house. Everything. So like on the surface, I'm a proud American, but deep down, I'm a fucking. I'm not a proud American. Deep, deep, deep down, very surface level. Like surface, surface enough to be like I'm a real. I mean, I'm not a terrorist or anything, but as soon as you break a little deep, no, like. I'm a human. Not, I'm not even a citizen of Earth. Like, technically, if you, once I start diving deep, 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 I'm a citizen of the, of, of something. I'm a citizen of existence more than anything. I don't know what, about the even if you're not part of the Federation, man, uh-huh. but, but I just know that it's, it's, I'm more than a, just an American deep, deep down. And, and, and not to seem self-important, not in an egotistical, since like oh, I'm more an American, I'm a, but no, just like you can't, you can't put, you can't cage air. You can't put a cage around the. You can't put a cage around the invisible. 
Yeah, I love my country and the people in it. And like you said, not to sound unpatriotic or un-American, but it's difficult to support politicians and people that have our best interest in mind when there's so many people struggling. We got veterans that are losing their arms and legs, their mind, their homeless, committing suicide. And at the same sense, we got wars fronts starting on right, like three, four different man. And SVH Jared in chat says, mine is traced back to 1,066. Wow. See, that's pretty cool. And SVH, SVH Jared is probably is a little, I bet you there's a part of, of his psyche that is his paradigm that is, that it, that affects him, him having some rationale that far back, I would say. But absolutely, but this empire, I do like to think of America as an empire now. What do you think of that? What do you think about being part of that empire? Do you think America is the strongest empire, or do you think it's just one of the strongest? It was, and right now, and currently, I don't think they're as big of a superpower as we'd like to be. They like to put the propaganda in our face to make us think we are. But Russia does the same thing to their people. I mean, look at what Korea thought we were still at war 40 years after the war ended, you know? Hey, let me ask you this. Thank you for answering. We can get back to that, but I have a question. Why did we go to Vietnam? What was the big deal about Vietnam? What was so important to go to war for huh. Vietnam? Fighting communism, freedom for the, huh. the, the Vietnamese people. So there was, people. Some, there was like, like a communist government over other- there and we went and liberated You know, it's it's another war. My my father fought in that war, and they say we won that Who war. Who says but we won I that war? Who says that? Don't they teach that we lost that? I always heard in school that was the one war we lost. Yeah, yeah, America lost Neither? that, you fool. Yeah. What are you talking about? All right, well, I think they lost all, pretty much all of them, except, you know, maybe World War II. But everyone after that, oh, man, we, we didn't win much. I wonder, I, I mean, I think we won Hawaii. I think we won Hawaii and Alaska. <laughs> I think there was secret wars that happened there that people don't talk about. Do you, do you think that's a, a possibility? It's, it is crazy how they would sell that little piece of land of yeah, Alaska. Do you think that there could have been a shadow war? A cold war there? No. No, I just think that they're all working behind, uh, together to keep all the I think America took that by force. I don't think we bought it. I think I America think took they, that. Uh, that's what I think. I think America said, hey, yeah. come, like, I think America probably set up a nice military presence and said, fuck it, come try. Yeah. Yeah, because we want to be able to have a good... Uh, yeah, I bet you America set up some sick-ass fucking trap, like booby traps, like, like the border cr- from Russia to Alaska, wherever that is, wherever it connects, like the closest thing to Alaska where Russia would technically, like, in theory, come in. I could imagine America like got to Russia, got to Alaska, found where Russia would come in, and then put some sick-ass wormhole technology or something and said, if you come here, you will get sucked into Bermuda Triangle. Try it. And then the rest is just like, fuck. Because I have to look at the map and then I could speak a little more clear on the geographic, but, but it would make sense that if you're, you have to be only, you could keep a country if you're close to it. Like I don't see Taiwan. I think China's going to take over Taiwan for sure. And I'm not even like, I'm speaking out of tongue here, but 
that's part of Asia, you know. That is part of Asia. Why we shouldn't even really get involved. I don't know. We get involved in so much shit. We really do. In Taiwan, Asia shit. They know what's going on more than anybody. Like Ukraine, that's attached to Russia. They might as well be part of Russia. You know why? Really, is Ukraine higher map? My geography is so slipping since I haven't. I usually have a world map hanging up in my house. I need to put another world map back up because when I don't have one, my fucking geography just slips. (laughs) But when I have a world map, I love to just look at it. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I, I'm not trying to rush my kids to get out of the house, but it would be nice to have a room that I could use for, like, an office and that, like you said, maps Dude, what up if I get, like, a whatever sick, else I want to have dis- the room. Like, not super, super, dis- like, not every little tiny country and continent. Not, like, but what if I get a pretty descriptive atlas tattooed on me? That would be pretty tight. Get, like, get, like, a, yeah, oh, no, uh-huh. on your fucking, like, on your, head. on your back, dude, or something. Yeah, like yeah, like all your whole torso or something, just like the world map, and then and then. Well, shit! I could already see it already. Yeah, I'd make no, I'd make I'd make Jerusalem my penis. (laughs) Israel. (laughs) (laughs) The Holy Land. (laughs) You have to make. I don't know. The Grand Canyon would be my ass. The Grand Canyon would be my butthole. Yeah. Right, just a just big gaping, big bong, uh, gaping fucking. Just, you can just look at my ass and say, "Yeah, I don't know what happened, but some impact has happened there." Are you saying when you pass that? <laughs> Are you saying when you pass gas? It yeah, sounds it just like this. Second. It just sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear <laughs> in the background, just an eagle flying. You're on the job site and you're using the restroom and all the alarms like, going eagle off in here? to evacuate the building. Jeez. That's not an eagle. That's my, that is my fucking sphincter, sir. That is my sphincter. <laughs> I didn't tell you I'm not from this planet. It That's came from Uranus, man. No, but yeah. New York, New York. Now, not to answer, but let me ask you about the geography of New York. Do you guys have mountains, hills? Well, what's your what's your actually like ground level looking like over there? Yeah. Well, once people get away from the idea that they, I tell them I'm from New York and they think New York City, that makes it easier because yeah, we got the some of the Catskill Mountains here. We got wow. the Adirondack Mountains. They're not like the mountains you'd see over where uh, Raccoon, Raccoon lives in yeah. Montana or nothing. Yeah, but. those are some mountainy places, eh? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I love mountains. I, I do like mountains. We got Niagara. We got Niagara Falls. You ever heard of mud fossils? Nah. Yeah. Mud fossils? Yeah, that's a YouTube channel. Is that is, is mud fossils the the fossils that I are think. giant fossils? Uh, some of them. That's what that YouTube channel's about. Is these giants that are actually mountains. And he showed some mountains what that actually that? look like giants laying down and shit. It's very possible because there was many giants. There was many of these Nephilim, and they looked like man but bigger and a little bit different. Some of them were Cyclops. 
some of them might have had four arms, you know, Man, yeah. two heads. That, that's one level of it. Another level is Titans. Yeah, I definitely think they're real. They just Titans. Can you imagine the, 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 actually elemental Titans, like, somehow animated? How would they even animate? How would a Titan animate? I think some of them just might still be survived like, somewhere. Giant. Huh. I think there could be giant malls underground. Something. I bet there is something big underground. Oh, you're talking like uh, what's that? What's that movie there was? Oh shit! They call them grabbers. Just burrow and they're blind. They go underground. They just. Oh yeah. Yeah. They open their mouth up and like weird snakes come out of their mouth and bite you and pull you into their mouth. That is F in the A. My great-grandfather imported some uh, earthworms from Asia, like, a long time ago. And he passed away. My uncle moved into that property for a little while. And these earthworms are, like, three, four Damn, feet long. Damn, hell nah. Like but it's about the same size, just long as hell. Yeah. It's, they're, like, garbage. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's long. long. That's pretty long. And for them to breathe in the ground that long, they got to be in uh, the area quite a bit now. Like an invasive species type shit is what I'm saying. I wonder, I wonder if you ever, you ever think about how consciousness came to being big chief there, like how we went, like how, how a creature can go from low consciousness to high consciousness. Or do you even believe that that exists? Or do you just believe that's something we tell ourselves, but really we're just, Dumb creatures that know how to use tools and make it look fancy, but do you think we're not as advanced, like high conscious as we think we are? Or do you? Th- oh no, we definitely are. All right, now that that ties into Darwinism a little bit and what people think of evolution, because what kind of creatures don't know that they're, Most creatures. they're naked? Wild animals. Yeah, everything but a human. Now, these fallen angels, which is, like I said, the word angel and alien can be swapped out with each other. Lucy, you know what I mean? And they taught us that we were naked, and they came down here and had sex with the daughters of man, and they created the Nephilim and yada yada. But it was forced evolution by these extraterrestrials, interdimensional, whatever they may be, that brought us to be where we are. Otherwise, we'd still be naked cavemen, hunters, and gatherers. I mean, just a hundred years ago, we were in the Cowboys and Indians era, and we went from wooden airplanes to uh-huh. hypersonic first strike so, rockets. Now, so what do you what do you what do you attribute that to? Do you attribute that to to like technology, or do you attribute that to to health conditions and plumbing, or do you do you does your mind go more mis like imaginative, where it's like maybe secrets got delivered, or maybe there was some sort of deal with the, with some sort of supernatural thing where it's like, oh, grant us technology and we'll sell you human souls, something like this. A little bit of it all. I mean, when they they taught us in the beginning all these things, how to work metals and alchemy and this, how to make uh, herbs and the medicines and beautify yourself. And that's one thing. I mean... It's one thing to let a uh, race evolve on their own and then to interfere 
and help the revolution. Because once they started coming down here and giving us technology and making trades for humans, for aliens, like a uh, foreign exchange program type thing, we started evolving too fast and didn't appreciate technology and look how we're using this technology just to make us lazy. And we're all, a lot of people from the majority becoming unhealthy. And yeah. technology is killing Think about biology. When you think of mechanical, techno- electronical technology, it's almost the antithesis of biology. What do you know? What do you think of biology or or what? How deep do you go into your biological thoughts of the biological existence? Well, we are a machine, just like We're a biological machine. Like, Would you agree with that? Technology, but yeah, we're a biological machine, and there's uh, accounts I could find in, uh, information of somebody who touched the UFO that was biological. Even the motor. So then, therefore, you wouldn't even call it a, a, a vehicle. You would call it almost a creature. Yeah, they actually interface. So it's almost like riding a horse, like an alien riding a biological horse, but that's like a ship, like a like a some sort of like it's almost like a space fish, like a space fucking like Shiva and Garuda. Shiva and Garuda. Shiva rode on or in Garuda, I believe, in the Hindu religions, and Garuda was a living ship, right? Like you you know, so you know, I was just talking about if the if the seas rose up to all the way up to the, the. high base and everything and then I'm sure if that happened today and society submerged underwater and somehow if we didn't just die right away I bet you anything we'd ride seahorses like giant fish around like uh, something like that yeah, right. we lived yeah, we would. we'd probably be mermaid man it'd be crazy I wonder if that's where mermaid lore comes from back from ancient times where the world was completely under was no surface land You think there was ever a point where there was no surface land, or is that just too? Is that too? I would imagine. No, there, there was a time when it was probably just water all over and not that much land, and this Earth's been here for longer than we could even imagine. You know what? That we makes really me don't think, know how long. It's been that here. makes me think that. Change. Not to say we're on flat Earth, but that makes me. I don't know, I'm gonna get. Maybe I'm a sound. I don't know how you feel, but but it makes me question the NASA. Space model. It really does. This whole like this whole grasp of land and sea level and then space levels. It makes you wonder what's up and what's down. Yeah, some people think they've lied to us and changed the north and south, east and west, and they flip. You ever heard that humans see every our eyes flip everything upside down somehow? That really are like our vision is up like are we our eyes see everything upside down but our something in our brain flips it? Kind of like camera lenses, look taking pictures of somebody's yeah. shirt, and they can't I heard read somewhere it. That our eyes, the way our eyes actually scan the world, it comes in upside down. But then there's a some sort of filter in our synapse that that turns it right side up. Not saying that the world is upside down, but saying that our our eyes are upside down, and really our shit flips it. You ever heard of that? Uh, it's, it, no, I've yeah, never I'm going to look that up. Let's, let's, uh, let's start out here. Go ahead. 
started having a moment busy and shit. Just thinking and he's about like, it. holy I'm shit, Rico Rocks, what are you talking now? about? He's like, no way. All right, folks, this is Rico Rocks. I'm going to look up a little bit on this upside down thing here. So I'm going to go ahead and play a short Rico Rocks song. Alright folks, so this I just have a quick Google search. It says here, I just typed in do eyes see upside down. So it says the image projected onto the back of our eyes is upside down. Our brain decodes this image so that we perceive it right way up. Two experiments. Oh, let's see. Thank you, Franklin. So uh, I think I was right. Our brains decode this image so that we perceive it right way up. Two experiments by MIT scientists show that the human brain can process and correctly identify images seen for as little as 13 milliseconds. How does the human eye work? Oh man, should I trust the UK website? That's a. I don't know if I should trust the UK website. <laughs> I'm fucking sketchy of the British man. I swear. I love Cass and Sue. But I'm sketchy of the British. So that's something about them. I'm not. I just don't trust the the crown dude, for nothing. It says, but we can get we we trust the UK website here. It says, in this film, Doctor Ben Price explains the intricate workings of the human eyes by comparing our eyes to those. Of dragonflies, he reveals humanity's unique way of seeing. <clears throat> Seven intriguing facts about eyes and vision. One, the image projected onto the back of our eyes is upside down. Our brain decodes this image up, encodes this image so that we perceive it right way up. That is awesome. Two, experiments by MIT scientists show that human brain can process correctly identify images seen as little as 13 milliseconds. Hello, Lauren. Number three. This is seven intriguing facts about our eyes and vision. Number three. The muscles that control your eyes are most active muscles in your body. What? Concentrated at the outer edges of the retina, rod cells are involved in peripheral vision. They are far more sensitive to light than cone cells, which is why you can sometimes see stars out of the corner of your eyes at night, but when you look straight at them, they disappear. Whoa. I never noticed that. Noticed that. You ever noticed that? And I pride myself on having great peripheral vision, but I never noticed that. I'm going to read that. I'm going to read number four again, folks. Concentrated at the outer edges of the retina, the rod cells are involved in peripheral vision. They are far more sensitive to light than cone cells, which is why sometimes you can see stars on the outer corner of your eyes at night, but when you look up straight at them, they disappear. Oh, that does piss me off. Now that I think about it, I like... But no, I see pretty good. I can see stars pretty good when I look up at them, no? <laughs> Pardon me. When you notice... 
just look slightly left or right of the yeah, star. I, I'm a freaking stargazer. I, uh, but, uh, so let's go to continue. Five. Human eyes are actually extremely sensitive to light. They can detect a single photon particle of light in a dark room, according to new research. A single po- photon? Dang. The red eye effect in photos occurs when the light from the flash bounces off the back of the eye where there are lots of blood vessels in the layer called crooid. 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 And then seven. At the point where the optic nerve leaves the eye, there aren't any light receptor cells. This creates a blind spot. Most of the time, we don't see this empty dark area through our brain. Though, our brain fills up the gap using information from surrounding picture or other eye. Whoa. So that's a pretty cool little couple things. But but let's keep on searching into the eye, folks. I'm going to go to bci.com now for this whole looking. This would let our search here today is do our eyes see upside down and reversed. That would be crazy if our eyes see upside down and reversed, like he mentioned the whole picture when you see a picture taken and then you see the shirt backwards. It's like that and upside down. And let me just go ahead and do a quick reading here from Medical Doctor. Even though the lens of your eye projects an upside down 2D image on your retina, you see everything right side up and in 3D, which gives your proper visual orientation and depth perception you need to catch a ball or or safely navigate a set of stairs. Light from an external source enters through the pupil of the eyes and forms an upside-down image on the retina, and the retina detects the photons of light and responds, firing neural impulses in the optic nerve, and the brain uses those electrical impulses to create a right-side-up 3D image. Whoa, but why is... But and then after that, dot, dot, but why is the incoming image upside-down? Your pupil works like a pinhole camera. Your pupils work like a pinhole camera. A good illustration of the way your eyes take in light and flip the image upside down is a pinhole camera. Which is just a box with a small hole on one side and photographic film laying on the other. Light enters the pinhole camera through the very tiny pinhole. And because light moves in a straight line, the rays of light coming from the top and the bottom of the scene intersect at the pinhole. And that intersection convergence is what flips the image upside down. I got a, yeah, a way you could put that into some plain English. So if you're standing, yeah, if you're standing in front of a mirror, think about where you're standing is the back of your eyeball, and the glass is the lens of your eye. Okay, that's when when you look in the mirror and you're sure you're not going to read it the same. It's going to be backwards. And that's the way it's going to be on the back of your eye. So how about this? How about when you look down at the shirt and you read it right? Where's the flip effect? It's not because you're you're right you're reading it the way it's written and your brain. (laughs) Okay, not to make it confusing. (laughs) He's like, oh shit! (laughs) All right, but I'm going to continue. How your brain flips the image right side up. When the light falls on the retina, it is transmitted as electrical impulses to the optic nerve from there to the brain 
where the upside down 2D image is processed into a right side up three. Wait a second, before I finish this, was that trying to say that we live in a 2D world and our brain is making it 3D? Is that what they're trying to say? Because it, it's saying we're looking our. Uh, when the light falls on the retina and transmitted as electrical impulses on the optic nerve from there, the brain is where the upside down 2D image, because if it's seeing a 2D image, does that mean we live in a 2D existence? And an image processed into a rise up 3D image. The incoming electrical impulses are separated and analyzed in different parts of the brain. The separation begins in the retina and continues as visual information flows through all four lobes of the brain, where it is analyzed for color, movement, size, distance, and other visual features. Our 3D depth perception comes from having binocular vision, which means viewing with two eyes that coordinate and work together in that a process called convergence. Each eye detects light from a different angle, and our brain processes both sources of the visual input for depth perception. That's amazing. People with vision in only one eye often struggle with accurate depth perception. However, in some cases, the brain adapts, and the people with monovision, parentheses, vision in only one eye, can process the incoming visual signals from only one eye and achieve adequate depth perception. To seeing you, if you have questions. All right. Now, that's actually pretty interesting. Some stuff on the eye there, guys. The eyes are... Yeah. And then you got people that can't see nothing at all. And you ever see the guy that uses echolocation himself as a human? He rides a bike, plays baseball, and does all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh... Let me, let me see if I could pull up a story here on... Blind sports players. I think that'd be a fun read for us. You need to talk and stop faking a smile because I see right through it. Enrico motherfucking rocks. Let's get to it. It's like, come on, baby. What you think? I'm going to sit here and be your man. What? So we live in 2022. What the hell? Brilliant. No, it's just the end of man. Or a loyal female. So we might as well just enjoy each other and just bond. <laughs> and if you want to fucking call me. Oh, baby, blind archery. Get the fuck out of here. But every once in a while, I'm a dick. Because, baby, I'm on some other shit. I'm on rap and I'm on second and I'm on fucking thinking, not talking or acting, more like doing some shit. I'm more of a practitioner, not just only a theorist. Although all right, I gotta read this one. A theorist and a philosopher all right, folks. and all that. But I- this might not, this might not be a real story, but I'm gonna read it, okay? This <clears throat> would be a fun read here. It's uh, it's from Chiefs Planet. Dot com. A blind 70-year-old ape player bowls a perfect game. What's that? From Beachy? Chiefs? From yeah, from Chiefs Planet. Planet. Hey, from cool. Chiefs Planet. Big Chief Thunderlings Planet, folks. And, the, and his profile picture is that, that, that old Nickelodeon show, that temple, that temple, where, that temple maze game where you'd have to run through the temple. The kids would have to run through the temple. It's like that, that stone god face. That's the profile picture. All right. <clears throat> Blind 78-year-old bowls a perfect game. As he held his 16-pound bowling ball in his hands and looked down the lane toward the pin standing ball for him, 78-year-old Dale Davis saw only a blur. He couldn't see the lane. 
He couldn't see the pins. He couldn't see the people who gathered behind him to see whether the blind man could accomplish something no one else at this very alley ever had. Only if he had turned his head to the left, he could David see a thing. It has been this way for 11 years. The World War II veteran losing all his vision except for a tiny sliver of peripheral vision of sliver peripheral sight out of the corner of his right eye. His impairment is the result of a medical condition known as macular degeneration in which in which the inner lining of the eye atrophies in certain cases resulting in the loss of vision. For Davis, it is the t- that tiny sliver of sight, not to mention a multicolored cane and 10 weeks of education of for the vision impaired that allow him to live by himself, to take care of himself. Quote, if somebody comes up to me and says, hello, unless I recognize their voice, I have no idea who they are, Davis says. In the bowling alley, looking straight down the wooden lane, I'm completely blind. Everything is just very, very hazy. But on the evening of May 3rd, none of that mattered. After bowling a 160, a 150, and a 185 in the three previous games, Davis had rolled 11 consecutive strikes in his fourth and final game of the 2007-2008 bowling season. All that stood between him and bowling perfection was one more strike. He had come close before, once throwing 11 strikes before pulling the 12th ball and setting for setting for a 299. But that was many years ago, before he had half his stomach removed because of a tumor. Before he had a bypass done on his left leg to improve his circulation and before he had lost his vision. Since then, he has undergone a divorce, lost his taste for life, and moved from California back to his hometown of Alta, Iowa, a population of 1,865. It was his sister, three years ago, who dragged him back to the alley. I told her, I can't see, Davis said. What makes you think I can bowl? But convinced, she convinced me t- for the second time in my life, I was hooked. This past season, Davis averaged 180, often striking stringing four or five strikes together. Despite standing a fragile 120 pounds, he earned his nickname Hammer, quote, for the power in which he threw his ball. Quote, he drove a truck without power steering for many years, quote, end quote, said a close friend, Clem Ledoux, who owns Century Lanes. The alley in Alta, quote, he's a strong, he's strong, Put it this way, if you were going to arm wrestle Dale, my money would be on him. Well, that's funny. I just want to go to the beginning of this first. Okay, I was going to say, is his name Dale? Well, I just thought he got his name wrong. Okay, so Dale, my money would be on him. Yeah, I mean, he's blind. Come on. He's got to be strong as fuck. He's just sitting there fucking doing push-ups in the dark. He said he didn't use power for string for years. Wait a second. Why was this guy driving a car, first of all? So to close up, it is extremely, uh, to close up, it says, <clears throat> on this night, Davis needed to unleash the hammer one more time, but the odds were against him. According to James Benton, the president of American Blind Bowling Association, 
A 300 game is a rarity for someone with impaired vision in the association's 60-year history. Benton said his organization is aware of only four perfect games thrown by someone who is legally blind, and no one with complete loss of vision is ever known to have bowled a 300. It is extremely rare, Benton said. Davis began preparing for his 12th toss on the exact same way he had for countless others. He had tilted his head to the left so he could see the dots below him. He placed his foot three quarters of an inch to the left of the center dot, quote, the big one, as Davis calls it, then took his four steps forward and let go. Century Lane was pretty much shut down at that point. No one else was bowling and everyone had left the bar. They all stood behind lanes three and four, waiting and watching to see whether Davis could bowl the alley's first perfect game in its 24-year history. Because he is unable to see, Davis evaluates his shots based on three criteria. How it feels coming out of his fingers, the crack of the ball makes whether it hits the pins, and whether his fellow bowlers tell him he can sit down because he threw a strike. On this night, the last ball flew out of his hands. Fingers feeling good, and the instant I released it, I thought I tugged a, it a little, a, a real little bit, David said, but then I heard somebody say, Brooklyn! In a bowling alley, Brooklyn is a strike that crosses over the 1-3 pocket in a term that originated in New York, where people in Brooklyn had to cross East River to get to Manhattan. A second later, Davis Ball crashed into the pins, unleashing a crackle that echoed through the four lanes alley. He knew all the pins had fallen because of the response of everyone who had been watching. A perfect 300. Everybody, quote, everybody started hugging me. Shaking my hand, hitting my hand. Davis said it was great. From there, the celebration made its way to the bar. What did Davis drink to celebrate? Quote, I don't drink anymore. He said it's not a real good for my health, so I bought it around for everybody else. What a thrill. Not good for your health. You guys can do it. What a story, man. 78-year-old blind man bowling. What are you doing in life? What the hell? People, I don't want to hear no excuses that your life is, that you can't accomplish something in your life. If this guy, he don't even drink, can bowl of 12 perfect strikes and not even live to see. And he didn't even see it. He just knew he did it. Fascinating, man. Fascinating. Well, thank you, Big Chief Dernalong, for listening to today's show and being a participating in the show here. I want to keep you on a little bit. This is going to be your official. I think yeah. this is going to be your first official social suicide episode with me. Yeah, so this will be episode social cool, suicide right? episode seventy one, featuring Big Chief Thunderlung. So let's not end it here, Big Chief. Let's let's keep it going for the for the gram, as they say. Let's keep it going for the. Oh, we got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Over over half hour. I don't, I don't. We don't need to do it even longer. But since it is my first episode, I want to milk it out with you. Official Big Chief Thunderlung episode here. So where can we take it? Where can we take this, brother? Right, why not? Usually doing the overnight. Last night I did the overnight, and I ate a couple cookies. I got a toothache from the pot cookies, oh. so I took a couple Tylenol PM. And of course, I was out getting ready to shut the show down. I got oh. the room filled up with like seven people. Like, all right, I'll keep this going for you guys. And somebody called in and was talking in the chat, trying to have some deep conversation with me. And I was struggling. I was just sitting down with my phone in front of my face and 
it was definitely the answers I was coming up with were coming from my soul because I was. Can you remember any of the questions? Or? For sure. No, I was right before I joined your show. I was in the middle of uh, getting ready to edit that. Yeah, show man, I can't. I I'll, like I'll check it out for anybody who doesn't know. We are hosting here on Podbean. We are Podbean. Two of Podbean's most prolific hosts here on the live show feature. My name is Rico Rocks. R I C O. R-O-X-X, and this is Big Chief Thunderlung. He is a, a masterful podcaster, and as he gets in the studio and edits. My, and, and, of course... Do, uh, do you know anything about, about what? April 8th? Oh, man. You're not going to be in the path of it. On April 8th, there's going to be a total solar eclipse, and at the same time, there's going to be an ice comet it's going to be 40 times brighter than it is right now and be visible with the naked wow. eye. You might be able to see that. Plus Saturn, Saturn, Jupiter, and a bunch of other crazy no shits can be visible with the naked eye. That's... All during the total there was solar a, eclipse. Uh, yeah. a, a partial solar eclipse not too long ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's it, sometimes annular, it happens it here, but you won't get annular it. solar eclipse. I think it's called the one that we had. Was it? That was when was I was in New Mexico, Mexico, and I had perfect sight. I actually looked at it. No, I had. Oh, be careful, dude! I, taking pictures of the sun, I lost my vision for two hours taking pictures of the sun one time, and I barely got a, a direct. Well, no, I had uh, two pairs of sunglasses of on. So when I stared at it, like, it definitely was, like, with two pairs, it definitely helped. Like, I was able to look at the eclipse. I had two pairs of ski glasses on. There you go. Yeah. Weldon Master. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. I loved it. I loved the energy on the planet. It was, it was, it was really cool. Like, everything was like, ooh, like, the light was, was twilight. Well, I might have two cameras going. I got it, one camera I bought that's going to be on a tripod. I'm going to record the comment with that. And the other one, I'm going to have somebody use my phone. Are you going to upload those or something? Are you going to post those? Yeah, they'll, they'll go up on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Here, let me let me go. I'm going to, since I've been doing symbolism episodes, should I, should I change this podcast to social symbolism? Should I do, should I change this to, instead of social suicide episode 71? I could do Social symbolism episode seven. Should I, should I take the dive? Oh man, I, change is so hard. You know, I've been wanting to change my podcast. Rico, honestly, the, with suicide in there, social suicide, it's like you're setting yourself up with failure for words, and it's it doesn't sound positive. And if you do, if you can't come up with symbolism, like, would you say the social what? Social symbolism. That's different, you know? And what do you, what, why did you choose that? The, like, because there's all kinds well, of symbolism all around to, us and like, everything. If I'm going to be doing consistent shows, I like to, like, instead of just have rambling shows, I do like to bring it to a symbol, sim, the topics of symbol, symbolism. It's just something I was thinking to make my shows, my live shows, like, consistently, like, oh, what are we talking about? Like, if some of your people were to be like, oh, what would you talk about? I'd be like, oh, symbolism. Like, it, it could just be some sort of thing where it's not just like, oh, it's a diary blog or it's a, it's a podcast of my thoughts. Like, Somebody like, oh, it's just an entertainment show. It's a comedy show. I could be like, oh, it's, a, it's a social symbolism. It's discussions on all things social and symbol symbolic. 
Yeah, maybe that's the direction you need. When I first came to Podbean, I had I can't remember what started out the title of my show. The second one was just abductees, contactees, support group, and then it became beyond one's belief. And now it's what? Chris Wilson. Oh, now it's beyond one's belief. That's where it stayed. It's yeah, and it's it's kind of a poke at art, uh, not art, but uh, George Norrie, He's got a show here on Podbean called Beyond Belief. He's from the Coast to Coast AM radio, the Art Bell used to host. All right, so I'm going to read something on symbolism, on um, you know, alien symbolism here, since I still have you on. It'll be fun. Aliens, yeah. aliens. It's, it's alien. <coughs> All right, so it's aliens are a mirror. So this is coming off of bigthink.com. Aliens are a mirror to humanity. Aliens symbolize the best and worst of humanity. When we dream of aliens, we are pondering our future selves. Scientists explored the possibility of extraterrestrials for long, life long before aliens became a fascination in popular culture. Aliens serve as a mirror to our species. They represent the creativity and promise as well as the destruction and terror of being human. Our conception of aliens can teach us about our fragility and the need to grow up as a species if we are to avoid one of the dystopian scenarios of our human-made alien tales. Few topics are as fascinating to the human imagination as aliens. They are good, they are evil, they are divine, they are devilish, they are invasive, they are inspiring, advisors, predators, the strangeness that European explorers attributed to the creatures beyond the confines of known world, exotic life forms that are filled, filled their cabinets of curiosities, have been expanded to the vastness of outer space. Here be dragons, quote, here be dragons became, there be aliens. <coughs> Scientists were the first to imagine aliens. Hold on, let me cough real quick. For the smokers out there, scientists were the first to to imagine. Bear with me, folks. I'm gonna grab something to drink too here. What a horrible host! But hello, folks. We're this is. I hope Big Chief Thunderlung is enjoying this. I'm reading alien stuff from my alien brother here. My alien bros hair. My bros hair. Where did I put my drinks at, man? That's the good question. That's the great question. That is the horrible question. All of a sudden. Hello, move along. You did leave the room for a second. Slightly walked away from your phone. Well, you might well have the drinkers I have were unopened in this grocery bag I had, and then I left, and now I'm back. Came I left the house and I came back, and I don't remember where I did. Put that grocery bag with my drinks in it. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. All right, folks, I might have to say Ixnay on the drinks now because I don't want to wander around this place looking for my bag here. But it is a. Uh, that was pretty cool, alien, alien. Well, I'm not uh, done. I'm not done. Symbolism. That was a pretty cool thing. Was that oh, all? Here, of here's it? the bag. Here's the bag. Okay. I'm just gonna take a quick sip here, because I'm smoking. I'm smoking at the same time here. But it's that big chief thunder line. It ain't. It ain't a big chief thunder line show. With the, if the, we ain't blazing up at least a little. Oh yeah. Gotta have. Gotta, gotta, have gotta, gotta elevate to my there. alien ancestors here. All right. So scientists were the first to imagine aliens. 
Even before Galileo pointed his telescope to the heavens to conclude that Earth was a mere planet like Mars or Jupiter, some dared to conceive of other worlds with other creatures, possibly human, possibly not. Gio Denaro Bruno, in the late 1500s, proposed that stars are other suns with planets circling around them, pregnant with creatures capable of sin or virtue, and hence in need of savior like us. That's hilarious. In 1600, they need Jesus. <laughs> we gotta go to the other planets and give them Jesus. That's so freaking funny. Yeah, we gotta say they need they they, 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 need, they need savior. They need um. So yes, I'll continue here. Propose that stars are the same planets circling around them, <clears throat> and hence in need of savior like us. In 1608. <clears throat> Johannes Kelper wrote, quote, Somnum, a short story that imagined, wow, why do I got this cough through the nose? A short story of imaginary trip to the moon, That's where the traveler finds the most remarkable creatures, anticipating some of Darwin's ideas of natural selection and adaptation. Well, I've never heard of that. I never heard of. Somnium, S-O-M-N-I-U-M, a short story of imaginary trip to the moon, where the traveler finds the most remarkable creatures anticipating some of Darwin's ideas of natural selection and in adaptation, if anybody wants to check that out. In Cosmotherios from 1998, 1698, Christian Hyugens, one of the greatest scientists of the 17th century, wrote with confidence that the Mercurians, quote, though they live so much nearer the sun, the foundation of life and vigor are much more airy and ingenious than we. For people from Mercury, I guess, is what he's trying to say. So this, this, the greatest scientist of the 17th century said, Mercurians, those that live much nearer to the sun, the fountain of life and vigor are much more airy and ingenious than we. What a cr- crazy quote that is. It's a crazy quote. The first to imagine aliens were not novelists or artists, but scientists. The expectation of finding alien life has only expanded since then, accelerated by spectacular advances in astronomy and space exploration. As we inch closer to finding answers to the questions we've all have, namely whether we are the exception or the rule, whether we are alone or not, the excitement is palpable and often explosive in the media. In 1996, President Bill Clinton made a speech on the possible discovery of primitive life on Mars, albeit stressing that the potential discovery of a biosignature on the meteorite found in Antarctica still needed more serious scrutiny. As I wrote two weeks ago, the interstellar traveler Aumama has been deemed by serious scientists as a potential alien spying device. Oh, have you ever heard of this, Big Chief? Apparently, there's a Aumama has been deemed by serious Aumama as a potential Wow, my throat is all of a sudden going to shoot. Sorry, folks. Has been deemed by 
It's been two been months since you did a podcast. I guess my throat is, is uh, not as. I've been like I've been quiet for a couple months, Big Chief. But we're breaking me. We're breaking it in today. All right. Uh, da, 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 has been scientist as a potential alien spine device, keen on figuring out details on the inner solar system, including us. As I explained, most of the scientific community denies that this is a valid conjecture. Not long ago, more excitement bubbled up about the possible discovery of phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus as a potential signal of biochemical activity. In parentheses, recent reanalysis decreased the strength of the signal but didn't eliminate it. End of parentheses. However, the attributing phosphine unequivocally to life is a very large step. I never even heard of phosphine. It sounds really interesting. We're going to have to do a deeper dive on phosphine on your show, Big Chief. It says right here, phosphine unequivocally to life is a very large step. Did you know that? Did you know that? Sounds, sounds, uh, sounds pretty, sounds pretty awesome. That's like, sounds like a beautiful name for a girl too. Like imagine having a daughter named Phosphine. Oh, wait a minute. Listen, I got to interrupt. You're going to find this interesting. It's going to okay. touch on something you were just talking about. Phosphine, noun, a ring or a spot of light produced by pressure on the eyeball or direct stimulation of the visual system other than by Whoa. light. Whoa, can you read that again for one time for the people in the back? Yeah, phosphine, it's a noun. It's a ring or a spot of light produced by pressure on the eyeball or direct stimulation of the visual system other than by light. So that's like if you open your eyes and you see spots for a little bit, that might be what that is. Hello, folks. Nice yeah. guest we have What's on. Up, he is my rap mm. duo. He is a mystic on the mic. He is a beast in the streets. He is a human specimen of elite proportions. They call him CM for Cockman. Let's welcome Duchan. Oh, man, I was in suspense. I was like, hey. I was like, who are we talking about talking right now? You said my name yeah, after all that? Wow. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, time for 420. I'm dying. I've been sitting here. All right, so. Yes! So let's Good continue this little, alien, this little alien thing I'm doing here. <laughs> And by the I way, did. this I is my first official aliens, so Big did. Chief Thunderlung episode, if I'm not mistaken. So we're taking it all the way home here today, folks. This is. A, yeah, I can't believe we got off. Yeah, you're a guest. You're a guest on this. this me and Big this. Chief have been on an episode for quite some time now. And so you're going to be a guest. And now, if you could bring some good dialogue, you will be thrown into the title as well. Uh, Gay rights. Well, let's well, go. Okay, he's officially out of the title. Gays don't have rights. All right, so aliens are a mirror on the human condition, adding the countless books, movies, plays, short stories, and video casts about extraterrestrial life. We see a coming together of scientific and popular culture that is quite rare in other disciplines. Only genetic engineering and artificial intelligence come close. 
although still a distant second and third place. Why? What is it about the possibility of life somewhere else that is so seductive to humans? The portraits of aliens in fiction can help us, as can the earlier speculation of alien life form from the scientific pioneers of the Renaissance. We have met the aliens and they are us. They represent a mirror we use to see ourselves, the good and the evil of humanity, the utopian and dystopian views of our future as we speculate about what they could be. And I'm here referring mostly to intelligent life forms, not the much more likely microbial life forms. We see a projection of the promise and perils of having self-awareness and a captivity to build technologies the capacity to build technologies that can enhance and destroy life as we know it. Aliens are a sort of moral compass as a scientific age. Their existence and fate serving as something like rehearsals of what could become of us. Aliens also relate directly to the state of our scientific knowledge, often pushing the boundaries of what is possible. In what became known as Arthur C. Clarke's third law, that is (coughs) any sufficiently, quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is un- indistinguishable from magic. Oh, I love that quote, actually. <coughs> That's actually a cool quote that I've heard before. Arthur C. Clarke, that is, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. That's pretty awesome. It says, aliens represent what could become in from the norm of our our future. I think of my father's puzzling, puzzlement look at a VCR in 1970s and see my teenager son's disdain as he watches my, me puzzling over the explosion of social media platforms. Who needs yet another one? Quote, you really don't get it, do you, dad? Aliens have the inventions of tomorrow and for that they serve to push our collective, collective imagination to catch up with them or not. If they represent your dystopian future in war of the worlds hg wells used the latest biological science natural selection and discovery that microbial pathogens transmit disease to both save us from evil invaders that were dying of thirst on their home planet to show how our inventions were pitiful in comparison with theirs in it is colonialism reversed if colonial if colonialist Europeans killed countless of natives by infecting them with diseases in Wells' novel, Mother Earth saved humanity using the same microbes on the alien invaders as the threat in this novel from alien invaders as the whole of humankind. Colonialism glows global if it's them versus us since we are all victims and vulnerable to their attack. Wells twisted brilliant. Despite their technological superiority, the invaders were also vulnerable without the immune defenses to protect themselves from our terrestrial bugs. You can't fool nature. That's a, that's a fascinating thought right there, Big Chief. This whole concept of of aliens not being adept to our environment, so they have they can't come physically, that they could send technology for that reason. What do you think about that? Yeah, some people believe that the, the little gray guys that are three foot tall could be biological, mechanical entities. Right, right, right. It always takes me back to the Betty and Barney, the Betty and Barney Hill story. <laughs> rubble. That's what he went to rubble. Betty and Is that Barney what I said? Rubble. Looks Is that what like, I said? Yeah, they were Flintstones. 
You didn't say Betty <laughs> Friday. You almost said rubble. Okay. Then funny. you said uh, hill. Maybe, no, I was going to say rubble. I was going to say rubble. Just, like, going to something else, but everybody knows that's the Flintstones character, Betty and Barney Rebel. <laughs> All right, yes. so gonna, I think I've had enough of this article. Let's see what else, what other article. Because <coughs> I wanted to look up some of <coughs> It's interesting. That's interesting to take that they took on. It kind of sounds like a viewpoint from a person that's kind of slightly skeptical mm-hmm. that hasn't had an experience of their own. Uh, let's see, let's see. Any symbolism in popular culture? There's a book. The symbolism of UFO, any symbol, whether early events, encounter, or was over the jungle space that were great, any symbols, motifs. I'm going to go to this one. It's thegradesaver.com. Yes, yeah, so, there you go. I don't know what it is. I think, I, need, I don't know what's going on. This hot, I mean, fucking, while I'm sitting here, I'm getting sinuses and shit. I don't know what the fuck. I might have to go to a different spot. This spot is fucked up. It's making me fucking sick. Or maybe it's the alien talk. Maybe I'm disclosing too much. The government's fucking stopping me. What do you think, little Debbie? What's up? <clears throat> sweet, sweet. Little Debbie, should I close the song out with a new Rico Rocks Do Sean song? There's <laughs> the power of the name of the sweet. Angel, Angel Bear, home. Angel Bear, Angel Bear. When those worlds got you down and it's six minutes past 420, Angel Bear. When some crazy chick won't stop talking about these fibers and you accidentally interrupt your best friend, Big Chief. Angel Bear. Hmm. Angel Bear 37. Dushan, I'm going to go ahead and nearby share myself a, the, a new avert that song, a version of our song here. A version of our song. Oh, I guess I'm just going to have to be forced to sit here Dear and wait and get my own All right, so let me move this. This thing. Let me see here. Recent audio. Uh, (coughs) Yeah, this has been a fun episode, man. With Big Chief Thunderlung once again. Big Chief Thunderlung has officially been a a co guest here. Duchan has many episodes. This is gonna be the first. Actually, what do you think, Dushan? Should I make this a social symbolism episode? Make an episode social symbolism episode seventy one, or should I keep it social suicide episode seventy one? You know, pretty much when I walked in and both of you gentlemen had your pants down at your ankles, I knew it was going to be mm-hmm. a symbol of something. All right, uh, I think everybody in the room, the general consensus, we're not aliens. We don't Fuck need that. to get naked. Fuck that. All right, let me turn on nearby share here. Boom. Yeah, nobody's getting knocked down, beamed up, prodded and probed or milked or anything like pay, that today. Nope. Slap it down. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all right. So 
I think I turned it on now. So let's see if I could transfer the song <laughs> over to, to a nearby share here. <laughs> but now I don't want to fucking share it. Alright, uh... <laughs> hey, peanut butter breast kicking in. Uh, baby Gray comes in in the middle of the night while your uh, paralysis tried to finish and then yeah. touches your stomach and you come. Give up? It's called... It's called a milk bell. Oh, bad. <laughs> I'm trying to share this damn file. <laughs> what do you mean go back to work? Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying right now. Ooh. <laughs> they found out where the cream filling is, didn't they? You know what? I knew, gentlemen, when we finally got a chance to collab, that it was going to be fucking awesome. I just it is the fun. It's much fun, man. It is the fun. All right, folks. I think I might just have to play it from the other device. Hopefully you guys get a good audio. Let's see. I'm gonna play a little background music so it's not there, but I gotta figure out how I can share this over. So y'all, y'all play nice for two minutes. Dushan, take the floor, baby. It's all you. Me, 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 me. Selfie, selfie. Say cheese, say cheese. Thank you, the Dushan Podbean's number one player. I take a quick piss. Not too quick. You know what? I've always said the player actually plays himself. It's a convoluted attempt for one to not believe that they're lonely or missing out. Like I said, don't make that leak too quick, my friend. There's some things we need to rehash here on Podbeam. I'm feeling a little bit emotional. The emotion of it all. It seems like everywhere you turn, turn the page, big chief. It's okay, because we really know that taking a pee is really code for he's going to go probe. Oh my god, you said probe. I was so worried for a second. I thought you were going to say provolone. <laughs> uh, provolone. You know, everybody knows that Rico Rocks is highly, highly lactose intolerant. And he will not sit here and tolerate anything <laughs> from any milk products. Any cheese, yogurts, anything. He's not going to be compromising either. I ain't backing, backing down, down, folks. 
See if I can get the song off before Big Chief runs off here. Go below. Go below. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> but I can just see like Macaulay Cockham doing the, the hands on the face thing. <laughs> no, not Home Alone. Don't worry. Don't worry, uh, Macaulay Cockham. There's, there's only a two adult burglars coming to get you. That's all. Yeah, what do you call it when the Colton gets abducted by aliens? Probalone. You know, really, the concept of burglars coming in and kidnapping and doing whatever, it's so funny in Hollywood that they had to come back and make a Home Alone 2 and then uh, Home Alone 3, Kidnappers Out for Justice. No, no, no. Uh, the Walk of Redemption. What is that fucking thing called? Mm-hmm. No, it's Home Alone 4. Uh, enter the dragon? No, uh, enter. Uh, fuck. Yeah, do some. All right, it should be able to nearby share some here. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, Nibarsh. No, this ain't it. That ain't it. This ain't it. Yeah, I can hear it, but it's, the, it's very low. This is an old song. I'm receiving my new song now. It's sending. It's sending. Oh. Hey Siri! <coughs> right, yo, yo, Siri! Before you, uh, why right, are you folks, doing that? Show. I have a list on uh, Konami games from the 1990s. I need you to get. Alright, folks, this has been Rico Rocks and Big Chief Thunderlung, and at the very end here, Dude Sean came in, which was, I was hoping would happen today. I was hoping I would see my brother here because there's a me and him just recently, a couple days ago, gotten we did some bars together, and this is just a raw edit. But let's close the show out with that. And I just want to say thank you once again, Big Chief, for coming in. And Little Debbie, a.k.a. The Duchon, I hope you enjoy this just very, very first draft edit of this. It still needs a lot of work. Oh, I'm coming off mute. I hope it resonates uh, with you. Live, and we're going to hash it out on the mic, dude. Over a nice bowl of hash, maybe two, maybe three. It's a good day to smoke again, see? Look at boy. Quality, perfection, 100% tail of the action. Check me out, so divine. I'm looking like a smack and it hurts. Look at the handcuffs, berserk. And it's gonna squirt. Oh, that's you, your girlfriend, and keep your pronouns, dude. Mm. Better let him smack you like I'm Shoney Carter. Let the beat get very retarded. Yeah, Sean Carter, I come through like young Marshall fucking Mathers, that young RR, like the roof of cars with stars in them, make your girl wanna take her bra off and sit with him, Rico rocks, I take it down, quality time with myself and write it down, quality time with the world and fight it out, Rico rocks, what the hell is he talking about, it's that quality I put in the hours to figure it out on the time, all the time in the hours, in the minutes, in the Seconds. I'm representing repetitions of mental energetics, mental proportions of athletics to call me a motherfucking mental gymnastics. I will do acrobatics with thoughts and I can't think a lot, but I move slick and work harder than my damn head do because my feet got more bruises than my ego. Yeah, I will soar high like I am an eagle desert. I keep three in the chamber. You see, strategically, I'ma stand back and rap better than Z. 
I'ma let the beat do the talking, you see, because I'm the number one dance machine, you see. Uchi Coochie, yes, I got a nickname for him. It's coming called this brass, y'all. And I'm gonna get it with the sass, y'all. Hugging them shoulders like I'm dropping Saranaki. You heard it before, but you want it some more. Hey, addicted to these type shits, throwing them fists. You can keep your cabbage pitch. The shit is looking counterfeit. Hey, taxing on every fucking thing. You give me stop signs. Fuck you. Hey, ooh, look at the Ossativa finally. I came back. I'm glad to see you, V. Yeah. Sean, what do you think of the second verse? I know you were thinking not so much on your first verse. Go ahead and pitch the first one. Jesus. Uh, the second one, pretty good. I think it goes on from there, and it's a tongue twister. I do remember a lovely audience. In the car. I really liked them. I liked them both. Thank you so much for your partnership. Ah, oh, Radio Parnas is the man. So hey, Radio so Parnas is going crazy right now. Yeah, man. Thanks for the gifts, bro. Thank you, thank you. Fortunate. 100%. Um, thank you guys for joining the show today. We are the ultimate rhyme spitters, the rhyme spitters. Rhyme spitting bad guys, girl, you think you could hang with us, man? Bad try. You need to step back before I poke out your eyes and just bust your nose in three places. Hating us, man, they just some haters. They don't understand what is greatness, but cool, cause we just need to make it out and we'll come back for them, I swear. Uh, come back for those fallen ones, because they lie. Come back for anybody in our way. <laughs> Cause we gon' make it through the fucking portal, the wormhole to freedom. I know I'm immortal inside. Something ain't right with the telemetry teaching. All this investigation that they're teaching. Damn, but it ain't true to me. Uh, it ain't true to me. What is continental divine challenges? Antarctic walls, man, I can't conquer this. I know structures are old. Things are coming. What's the cycle? The cycle is poison. The cycle is free. The cycle has heavy. The cycle has wings. The fish in the sky. The birds in the water. What is wrong? Who is for hire? Do some motherfucker. He is a fucking bill. Life invention of the will. He's never ever tired. He ain't lame with the flu. Attacks the mic and he spits it. Rattle, rattle your brain. Rattle your skull. Next thing now you're changing each rule. You shouldn't have took damage. Damage. Can't handle it. Can't handle it. Hey, right about then. I know it's my time to finally slide in. You should get on the habit of keeping a player like me warm, savage. Oh, that's the nail in the coffin. The kind of shit happens more often on this Rico Rock show. We got the flow. Hey, look at that showbiz. Look at these abs. Shit, my dick just grew another inch. Elbows and kneecaps and all of this shit. Look at all that. Bob Saget with the uppercut fit, too. Uma Plata and such. It's a shoulder attack or something like that. I forget, cuz... Yes, I'm getting it in. I can use jujitsu to commit on my position, my friend. And I'm raining down blows. Fuck all the grabbing the guard. That's the way that it goes in this, this climate. Break. What? Tax raids, axe blades, and renegades. I hate to cut you off there. I let the beat go up, yeah. The crowd's looking marvelous. Yes, it's another show. 
100% Hercules. I'm dashed up with this little bit of showbiz, you see. You see, I see, we all see the seat, we see the seat, we go in deep, the seat, the seat, we go in deep, they can't take us, we born to free, I'm like free Willy, big in the water, Shamu, I'm swimming, I am an underwater mammal, like I come up, come up for year about once a night, you underwater, I stay up out of sight because I'm stealthy, stealthy, and I'm ready to blow, ready to take the knife out of the sheath and ready to let it find a new home up in your gut, ready to take the side of my gun and bust it on your dome. Boom, take it, take your girl and stick it in her butt Oh yeah, you think I'm playing, but I'm just a violent guy Even though I'm nice on the mic Even though I just help people out And I don't often cry But sometimes these little things make me want to come flip you over And take everything you thought you could hold over me and say yeah, boy, I put two, three, eight, that my legs, just go Yeah, that's an anthem, that shit I was, I was right after I talked to you in that car That beat was fired Alright folks, thank you for listening Dushan, you don't like the first verse, you like the rest? Yeah, but you know what? Keep it because it just proves that we were uh, freestyling and that we always just freestyle. Dude, I'll tell you, I actually cut out a couple of my verses. That's how bad they were. <laughs> okay, well, if, if if we're giving out gifts and doing All right, a favor, we're gonna maybe close. delete that first You one. got it, baby. And we're going to close with Big Chief Thunderlug is going to play a song from his 14-year-old son who's also an artist just like me and Dushan. And so go ahead and close it out. And after that, the show is over, folks. Go ahead and close it out, Big Chief. Yeah, you can find him on YouTube. It's NY Dark Rabbit with no spaces. This is his newest one he wrote. NY Dark Rabbit, no spaces. All right, thank you, folks. Wake up. This is Red Cup Solo. Yeah, yeah.
yeah, 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 I was just showing y'all a rough edit just straight out. Like, I just cl- clipped that in 10 minutes just so we could hear the verses. That was, there was no actual studio production on that. What I, my, our song, me and Dushan's song, that last one. Let me too. All right, folks, this has been Rico Rocks, the main host of Social Symbolism. Should we just go for it? Should we just go ahead and change it to Social Symbolism? Dude, Social Symbolism, episode 71, folks. Social Symbolism, episode 71. Thank you. Shout out to Dushan. Make sure that you guys and gals go back and check out episode 69. Rico, thanks for having me on. Big Chief, good to see you again. It was amazing. Three dope dudes Three on dope dudes Dizzo. Dope. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Three of mine, three of mine, three of mine.